Ooh, 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 Gloria, Gloria, yes. Gloria. Uh, in terms of blurring stuff, care to comment? <laughs> I hate this ingredient with a bright and burning passion. Hi everyone, welcome Ooh. back to the Chemist Confessions Podcast. Woohoo! I'm Victoria. And I'm Gloria. And this is a human conversation on all of the skincare science we talk about on the gram. Woo! Yeah, uh, today is a really good one. It's our annual sunscreen <gasps> update part one. Uh, but first things first, how about a brand update? Yep, so we're gonna keep it moving because sunscreen content are super dense. So just a short update here. <clears throat> On April Fools, we decided that, you know, it's our tradition <laughs> to come up with really stupid, silly, trolly things to post on April Fools. That is correct. I think one year we did, the first year, I think we did a turkey slash salami face mask saying it's full of peptides. And we cut out, we use a piece of turkey and put on a rubber ducky. That um, we did. I ate that piece of turkey afterwards. <laughs> Don't worry about wasting food here. <laughs> the second one was uh, how we use our backyard squirrels to process <laughs> all the rose hip from our rose bushes that goes into the better oil. Um, we featured one of our favorite visitors uh, who, Fat let's boy. just say, yeah, <laughs> Fat Boy uh, had a really great year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And then we also did one where Victoria bought some art for her place and came in this triangle tube that looks a lot like our gold standard or our acid line tube. Mm -hmm. So we decided to make a joke saying that we made a jumbo size gold standard so you can soak in 30% right. glycolic acid from the neck down. <laughs> yeah, and by jumbo, we mean like a two-footer kind of <laughs> tube. Um, yeah, and this year... Um, Gloria had the great idea of doing a DIY um, of Mr. Reliable, where you could basically buy the breakdown ingredients and make Mr. Reliable yourselves and basically go on that formulation journey with us. Yeah, so we called it the deconstructed Mr. Reliable. Mm -hmm. And we made a bunch of disclaimers. And one of my favorite comments is that, so one of the slides is on what this kit comes with, you know, and what you should bring to the table, such as a can-do attitude. <laughs> and what we included in this fictional kit was a novella on all the things that went wrong with uh, Mr. Reliable. And one of our followers said, not lie, not gonna lie, I would absolutely get the novella. So the novella is not real, but the struggles <laughs> are very real. So we decided to share some whoopee snippets from this fictional novella. Yeah, and uh, first things first, I think we have to talk about our star ingredient, the very awesome, but probably our biggest pain in the ass to date, Silly Marin. Yeah, we have a whole blog post about it here. One of the reasons why we were so gung-ho about adding this ingredient and ringing it in is because as far as botanicals go, it has amazing data. It's been tested not just clinically, but also bench against skin superstars like hydroquinone. So we we're like, yes, there's got to be a catch, mm -hmm. but we're in. We're going to make it yeah. work. Yeah, we, we <sighs> the chemists of all people, we're can chemists. figure out how to work We can work figure with it this. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that definitely came with its 
bag of problems um mainly a lot of color change issues we made a lot of poo colored things um we also didn't look like poo it will turn into poo (laughs) yep we had some issues where it didn't really want to solubilize it didn't like the formulas we or the emulsions we were trying to put it in just generally your fussy ant of an ingredient yep (laughs) and after we finally got cylinder to go in the formula it's stable and we're like okay just to stabilize this guy we kind of like suspended all other aspects of formulation Mm -hmm. and the formula texture was a little meh (laughs) yeah and so that was the other headache and on top of that um i think the biggest issue was the smell um so Silly Marin isn't the only active we use. We actually also use a ferment. And let me just tell you, when you try to put anything organic into fussy actives, they can make the most miraculous, uh, unique odor profiles you could ever stumble upon, um, which was fun for Gloria and I. By I fun, we mean not fun. <laughs> Let's just say the smell can be only described as biologically active (laughs) and not a good way more like after a day-long hike boots kind of smell yeah so yeah yeah. and i think the worst one of all was just that you know solved all those issues finally got this beautiful cream great now we got to make you know a bunch of kilos of this now um and i'll say that was also a challenge because the process was unique, not just to us, but also to our manufacturer that we were partnered with, who we love very much. But I think it was really hard because they feared how much (laughs) of the process we had to like change or just be a little unconventional. And not many manufacturers will entertain this. Um, So that in itself was a big issue because every scale up batch, I think we ran into every issue. So That, yeah, overall, that novella would just be one very long rant uh, with a lot of not-so-great words that are not good for children. (laughs) So, to sum up, thank you for joining us on the CC (laughs) Therapy Hour. This is Thank you for letting us use this. Using your audio. (laughs) You understand our pain, right? Please. So, we're so proud that 2.0 is finally real and launch and Seems like people are enjoying it. Yes. So, thankfully, it feels like all the hurdles were worth it. Yep. Totally. And the last bit, which was very random, very quick, uh, very spontaneous, was we last week did a live show at in downtown LA at The Row. If you've never been, there's a great pizza place there that I hope you never have to wait in line for. Um, go at 2 p.m. <laughs> Best time <laughs> On for. a weekday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got to go to the Shopify studios um, and record a, our very first live show. So for those of you who were able to catch it, Boy, do we thank, thank you, you guys. so much. Because that was a really rushed event. It was really last minute. We wanted to trial it um, with one of the founders who had created the app. Um, but it was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, um, according to them, I feel like I couldn't tell if they were just encouraging very kind people but they all said we did great so um it was good a little- job little buddy <laughs> yeah you rock that mic girl 
<laughs> it really was a lot of fun. It was. I will say though, without the encouragement, it would be a lot harder yes. because it's always like at live shows, the idea is that it's interactive, but it feels like on the other side of the camera, it feels like we're talking into the abyss always, a little bit. Every time. Right. So it, it was a little awkward, but I think it went well and we had a lot of fun um, with the Now Life team. Totally. So hopefully we'll be bringing this format back in the near future. Yeah. When we have new content, we have different product combos to talk about or just kicking off a new skincare season. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. But otherwise, it's time to get into the news because there's a really big piece of news, like whopper size, like holy crap kind of money kind of size yeah. that we should talk about. Yeah, baby. So uh, <clears throat> we are recording this as of Monday, April 10th, and this episode should be coming out next week. So recently in the past week or so, all the buzz on the skincare news sphere is L'Oreal has acquired ASAP for $2.5 billion with a B dollars. And that is US dollars, not Korean won. <laughs> you know what just amazes me? Knowing that like, you know, used to work there mm. there's 2.5 billion dollars lying around like it's just fascinating not, to me no, every single time not when they're paying chemists <laughs> when they're paying chemists they're like ah oh, yeah so svb just closed so you know like this this year we're paying you in um dollar bills and bag of rice <laughs> yeah. it's like bag of peanuts <laughs> yeah just it's just magical some of these numbers that come around um, what recession L'Oreal says <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too that is just I think my first thought when we heard this was also I wonder how Kiehl's feels because Aesop looks like the 2.0 model of Kiehl's you feel like a slightly sexier version yeah you know mm. it's like the updated it's got the ambiance luxury it's a lifestyle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you got the bathtub you got the lotions outside the door to trial like I, I think just to sum up the difference between the two brands like being spotted with a kiehl's hand wash in your bathroom versus an asap hand wash <laughs> in the bathroom two different vibes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're very curious. <laughs> from that's a good one. From Costco. I mean, if you graduated from Softso, winning. Oh yeah, it, it was Softso for many, many years. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, um, I did see that they mentioned, you know, Aesop's um going to be entering China. You know, they're going to mm -hmm. do more international expansion. So makes a lot of sense because you know, big conglomerates like L'Oreal can be that great partner to do that so i guess more to come to see what happens but otherwise holy crap 2.5 what that be i think that's a it was a record for uh for l'oreal sure. and probably one Most. of the top like <laughs> top acquisition records ever in general so mazel top the entire asop team congratulations on your big fat payday <laughs> now you can afford eggs <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we've got more AI news. So I feel like last year we realized the theme of every episode on the news is that, oh, okay, we have one more piece of sustainability news. Oh, that's so not true. that it's not happening in the background as yep, we speak, totally. but these things take time. But that was just was what was dominating the news sphere at the time. Totally. This year is the big AI. 
So what's new with AI, Gloria? So we, uh, in the previous episodes, we talked a little bit about AI quizzes, mm. AI generated or AI picking perfume for you. This AI is... images with Gloria's sad face that someone commented on. I was very, <laughs> very sad. Best, best response. Why is Gloria so sad? <laughs> she was so sad. AI was telling me that I have pores. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <clears throat> so, this uh, piece of AI news is more on the B2B side of things. Mm. So, this company called Moodify is launching an AI platform to help neutralize male odor. Oh, cool. It's proprietary. I don't particularly know how it works, but it seems like it gets down to more of the molecular level of analyzing scents, the cool. constituents thereof, cool. to find better ways to neutralize. Cool. Uh, it doesn't really impact us directly or you guys or it could yet. with mr reliable holy crap <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of sun, sun genie the yes. other ai fragrance pro yes and yeah i think um it is we can definitely tell you from a b2b side we see a, a lot of ai work on that end in terms of you know trying to yeah like we said ingredient discovery mm -hmm. better mapping out just the millions of ingredients that are out there. So in that sense, B2B-wise, it does make sense. Yeah. If it does work. Yeah, we think it's fantastic. Very interesting. Keep an eye out to see when it maybe mm -hmm. trickle down to the consumer side. Yeah, totally. Uh, speaking of sustainability, mm -hmm. uh, there's a compostable sheet mask at Target. Yeah. This company called Mass Bar is launching in Target with their compostable sheet mask range. Mm -hmm. The line's name is called The Naturals. They have three main SKUs, a soothing green tea, an anti-inflammatory rose sheet mask, and a lavender sheet mask, which in this article doesn't get a descriptor, so I guess it's just Le Lavender. The lavender <laughs> you know what, though? That already tells you everything, and you already know how it's going to smell. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I'll be honest, I haven't tried this, so mm -hmm. I can't really comment on how the texture compares to more traditional sheet masks. But I think it makes a lot of sense totally. to get into this space. Totally. So looking forward to trying it out and letting you guys know how it compares to traditional sheet masks. And if you've already used this, let us know how you like it. Yeah. And I think one thing that was interesting is they did make a note that the range qualifies under the Target Zero program. Mm. And I did not know what Target Zero meant. It seems like another, you know, um, what's the word, badge that Target has, but just for people who are curious, it's supposed to designate products that feature packaging that is refillable, reusable, or compostable, made from recycled content, or made from materials that reduce the use of plastic. So even though zero sounds like zero impact on the world, I just wanted to kind of give you that context so you can understand what a new badge means so anyways just thought that was kind of interesting yep and the last piece of news is a brand that we actually talked about on this podcast a while ago yeah. it was in episode 25 before we started adding season numbers i think 25 <laughs> will be considering season two we're just like we'll start with three you know i have to say our podcast numbering is about as whimsical as our pd <laughs> Like, no. it started numbers, then somehow it became season three. <laughs> but this year, the weekly podcast is a thing that we're sticking with. 
Gloria tells her herself this every day. <laughs> every day. Podcast is happening every week. Yes, every week. I'm yeah. getting it tattooed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No beauty. Yes. Uh, it was one of our celebrity launches that we talked about in episode 25. It's, by, it's No Beauty by Vanessa Hudgens. When I saw this, at first I was like, oh, okay, uh, I kind of don't remember what they were about, but it seems like they have a new launch. So I looked into it. When we talked about it, when it first came out, mm-hmm. it has a DNA testing kit. Yes, that we were like, yeah, we're not sure how no idea. it translates to skincare, what, that, what the takeaway is. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what happened to the DNA side of it, mm-hmm. but they, she now has a clay mask. A what? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, it, it, it has relaunched on the the whole brand has relaunched onto the market, all with a clay mask. <laughs> does the DNA kit still exist? I can't find it. I don't think it does anymore. Oh, okay. So and no think, beauty is now a clay mask. Yes, and I wish I dug up like you know like the histories of the internet to show you guys what it looked like before mm. the branding will completely redone too because now it's this very luxurious deep roll purple clay masking a jar thing mm. so it looked very different from the very sciencey dna power kit so i mean it would have been cool if they took like the dna kit data points and turned that into something like uh, that translated to the clay mask do you follow the red strings <laughs> Vanessa, do you need marketing help <laughs> That was our best pitch right there. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Clay mask. Yes. Hit me. Anything interesting? So, okay. I have to say, I personally like clay masks. I think they're fun skews. um, They're really good at giving your skin a deep clean. Totally. I don't really know how to decipher much beyond that. You know, like, I feel like for clay masks, you just kind of have to try. There's no data out there that, that tells you oh the pink sand from the blah 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 beach yes. versus the green sand from the blah 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 swamp is better <laughs> I, why swamps have green sand i don't know but you know <laughs> i am making it up as i go along but you know every everywhere you go there's a magical clay yes that's right you're right mm-hmm. But this particular product, the Claims Go, it gently pulls out excess oil impurities and toxins from the skin without dehydration. Clays do. Mm -hmm. Reduces pigmentation and creates an even luminous glow. Interesting. Okay. Tightens pores and prevents breakouts. Your face is very clean and will prevent breakouts. Titan is a bit of a strong word here. Vegan, cruelty-free, as certified by PETA. The, oh. the holy certification yeah. <laughs> 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 smoother more even skin in just four minutes that will be an instantaneous effect i do like the way skin feels after like a deep cleaning yeah. sesh with either a, a peel a clay mask and whatnot a four minute masking is pretty fast and just uh, yes. <laughs> I'm, trying to, uh, 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 I'm, I'm trying to dress up this clay more and then my brain just short-circuited. Yeah, and, and it's fair because, all right, so in terms of ingredients, you know, the top few ingredients is water, kaolin, bentonite, propane dial, Canadian colloidal clay, giant sea kelp extract. So all the clays, you know, this is a very like heavy clay formula. In terms of actives, you mm-hmm. won't actually start seeing them all the way down until you get to tocopherol. Which is usually not going to be 
put around there at 1% or less. So, you know, because of that, you'll see tranexamic acid, you'll even see lactic acid, and these are kind of call-out ingredients that they um, list as key ingredients, and we would say, eh, wouldn't really look at that. Um, what I will say from my time working on clays is um, the one thing I will pay attention to is the amount of humectants that are in the top part of the ingredient list. Sometimes what happens is it's so clay heavy, it can truly be so drying. Mm -hmm. And one of the best examples of this is if you use, um, there's a, a very popular cult favorite clay, the Aztec Oh yes, that clay. Oh yeah, that, which uh, is just uh -huh. clay in a in like a, a jar, bucket, right? Yeah. What happens is a lot of people they mix that with like uh, apple cider vinegar, water, make their own paste, and that can be super drying. So I typically like formulas that have a lot of glycerin, propane diol, you know, the glycols that you see like up front, and I feel like that makes a much better formula than just strictly like a clay thing. Glyc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's for me, like personal anecdote for me yes i totally agree so in this particular formula you see propane diol yeah. in the third spot yeah. i would say that's still very very clay heavy not oh. to mention it comes in a jar so yeah. it could dry out pretty easily yes. so when that happens you can mix it with a hydrating serum to rehydrate yeah. it just enough before using it yeah. i think that's a great point and yes if you use a chemical exfoliant like lactic acid or glycolic acid this is absolutely not a replacement so yeah. yep that's it awesome cool all right, so that's it for the news. It's time to get into Decode That Claim. And obviously for this week, we have to do something around sunscreens. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot to actually touch on. And I think the main thing is not only has the sunscreen category exploded, everyone's now like anti-ageifying sunscreen, which means there's a lot of actives being put into sunscreens yes. now. Which requires a bit of decode. So let's go through them. Yep. So you, we get this question a lot. Blah, blah, blah has a new sunscreen. Mm. It has this XYZ antioxidant. Is this good enough for me to replace my antioxidant serum? Totally. Generally speaking, we're going to go ahead and jump the gun and say, nope. No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do not be throwing out your vitamin C serums, saving yourself a step. Because you find out there might be vitamin C in your sunscreen. Might is a strong word. Yes. Let's take a closer look at a couple of actual products on the market. Let's do it. First up is Ole Henriksen's Banana Bright. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this one, um, it, it's positioned as sun care meets skincare. Nope. It's a mineral formula with 16.3% zinc oxide. Okay. It claims vitamin C and a banana powder inspired pigment, which made me do a little bit of double take. I was like, wait, so is it banana or is it not banana? Is it pigment that looks like banana or a banana that's been turned into pigment? It's <laughs> a lot of banana sprinkled in pigment powders. And now, yep, yep. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then I was I just honed in on the word pigment and go, ah, okay, instant in fact, I'm going to keep moving. So we're going to ignore that. Yeah. Um, but yes, they did a mini clinical around this product as well. Mm -hmm. And I just want to read a few top claims here. So... 92% uh, agrees that it restores healthy-looking skin, 26% brighter skin in four weeks, and visibly reduces fine lines and wrinkles. And there is an asterisk, <laughs> and it is tiny. And like, it is, so tiny. And it is like, to the side. Like an inch <laughs> size text. In a four-week clinical study on 37 people. So this is actually a pretty good setup, a decent uh, four weeks is on the short side, but... 
sunscreens we wouldn't really think of as serums anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, it has a blend of both consumer perception with a 92% agrees claim and a clinical measurement with 26% brighter skin is a, a, as a clinical claim. So I would say it's a reasonably well-rounded study. Yeah, well-rounded. And then you got a nice like mixed bag because I like how they do give a number 26% brighter mm. skin, but then it just vis- visibly improves fine lines and wrinkles for just not really a clear number of weeks. Is it four weeks, eight weeks? I don't know. So it's like, I don't know. This is like a very interesting uh, choice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <Bouquet laughs> of claims. <laughs> yeah. So, I, And I will say though, looking at this, you might be tempted to think, oh, okay. It sounds like a reasonable replacement to whatever yeah. serum I may be using. Yeah. If you haven't used sunscreen in a long time and you start using it, you too will get brighter skin in about four weeks just by having less UV exposure. Oh, yeah. So here's the secret about sunscreens is that a lot of times what Gloria and I have seen in clinicals is that placebos that use just sunscreen and a blank moisturizer that's being benched against whatever active moisturizer, um, that uh, placebo group will actually have improvements in skin just because there's a cohort of subjects that just aren't used to using sunscreen every day and can see that improvement. So that's where that little secret comes from. Yeah. Yep. So what does qualify as something that can potentially have serum benefits? We decide to jump in and do a quick decode. Yeah. The vitamin C here is THD ascorbate. It comes after water, zinc oxide, copper, triglyceride, salicylate, propane, dione, acinamide, aloe juice, one, two, hexanedione. I was going to read the whole thing. I'm running out of steam, but you get the point. It's it's definitely going to be under 1%. Sure. I'd be shocked if it's over 1%. Sure. It also has a couple of orange uh, orange extracts there to assuming, I'm assuming to supplement the vitamin C content. There is lactobacillus ferment, a hydrating panthenol, vitamin E, tocopherol, gluconolactone at a pretty low level. I'm pretty sure it's there for pH balance and glycerin all at pretty low levels Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't think there's enough C uh, vitamin C here to be called a vitamin C serum or vitamin C serum replacement totally um think about you know the levels of probably ascorbic acid that you're used to um anywhere between five to twenty percent yeah I'm not trying to replace that anytime soon with this right yeah And we also spot something that's very interesting here is that pretty much in the seventh place, I'm wrong, (laughs) sixth place of this ingredient list is niacinamide. And I think you guys probably have heard how many times Gore and I say chemists love this ingredient. They usually use this as an insurance policy when other actives may not perform. And we would say this is a great example of that. Yep. We given its place in on the ingredient list, yeah. we will wager that it's probably a solid chance that it's at least a one percent, maybe yeah. even two. Totally. Uh so it could definitely be contributing to the brightness factor. Mm-hmm. Interesting enough, niacinamide is a very popular ingredient, very popular active overall, but it wasn't called out directly by Ole Henriksen. So it's another another kind of uh, another example of why you should give ingredient list a quick scan for these really ultra popular and common ingredients mm-hmm. just in case you have you're using a product you're not expecting to have niacinamide and bam it's there and now you're layering too many things with niacinamide yeah and another um kind of classic sunscreen brand that does this is actually ultra md 
Um, so just want to keep that in mind for you guys, you know, when we always ask you guys to check the IL, especially for niacinamide now, especially how popular it is, um, it really could hang out anywhere. We even find it in some, like for me, I found it in like a La Roche-Posay cleanser. So it's just nice to keep track, keep tabs. So, you know, if skin starts reacting weirdly, that could be why. Um, yeah. So, all right. So that's just one of the many launches. We have another one from Dermalogica called Porescreen. This one I did almost as a foil to the Dermalogica yeah. product because it, I think even though it kind of positioned itself as sunscreen with actives, they're very vanilla in their claims and yeah. I can't really hate on them too much. Yeah, true. So their claim goes, it protects against UVA, UVB rays, a should a sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> Blur, it supports healthy looking pores. Mm. Healthy looking pores. I don't know why I just picture pores looking extra alive, like thriving pores. Yeah, I like how healthy looking pores is... Blur. Enhance. Hint of tint and a sheer finish. Yeah. And it has a before after picture of someone applying it. <laughs> and I will be honest, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say, because Gloria was like, looking at these two, I'm like, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> Both her pores look healthy. I don't really know. Um, yeah. But that model, great skin. Whatever yeah. you're doing, keep it up. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing, too, I was just going to call out is anytime you hear blur, you definitely can think of that as an immediate effect mm. which if you think back to our eye creams we kind of talked about this it usually means there's some sort of soft focus powder or something that's being able to create that kind of like blurring effect that's happening so i would say that's like a good instinct to just be like all right this has powders and i'm sure for gloria she's like eat <laughs> <laughs> So Dermalogica's main call ingredients here are zinc oxide as the filter system, so another mineral sunscreen, niacinamide, ah, they call, they call it out, so yeah. you will have to go hunting. <laughs> and, and then it also claims green microalgae, squalane, antioxidant vitamin E blend to moisturize, soften, and smooth. I like that it's a very interesting jumble of incre ingredients. I don't know if I would categorize squalane in there with the rest of them, <laughs> but either way, Dermalogica is not trying to make Super Bowl claims yeah. with these these ingredients, so uh, it's fine to me, but it's very obvious that even within the brand, they're not trying to position and to replace your antioxidant serum. Isn't it interesting how the sunscreen category has evolved so much that now it's like, I feel like we're just learning what are proper UV claims to look for, yes. but everyone's already looking at like, what what can I get more of? Like, mm -hmm. give me more. I'm like, yeah, this is the one category you might not have to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And we've many times go on rants about how difficult it is to get a good enough sunscreen formula. Yeah. If you start adding too much frills to it, it just makes chemist's life very difficult. Totally. And a lot of these like actives, especially like the traditional sorbic acid, going to tell you right now, they don't love being in sunscreen formulas and sunscreen formulas aren't actually, they're they're not easy formulas to work with no, alone. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where Gloria and I are like, you know what, it's hard enough to get people to use sunscreen, to like a sunscreen texture. Let's just focus on that. Yep. Yeah. So I did want to highlight the ingredient list really fast for you guys here. Niacinamide is somewhere in the upper, upper, um, I Ten? almost want to try master. <laughs> is that the right one? Yes. <laughs> uh, is about top 10 ish in the ingredient list. <laughs> I would guess that this means that niacinamide is probably 
probably at a one percent max type of dose. So definitely wouldn't worry too too much about layering other lower, more medium dose nests in my products with this ingredient. Ooh, 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 Gloria, Gloria, yes. Gloria. Uh, in terms of blurring stuff, care to comment? <laughs> I hate this ingredient with a bright and burning passion. But aerogel. Yes. Silica. Oh, aerogel is a deserves a special place in hell in my eyes. <laughs> it, you will see you'll hear me complain about silica, about uh, about silica being drying. Which also exists in this formula, yes. sadly. But this one, aerogel, is drying and disgusting. <laughs> it makes the texture so gross. It is blurry. It is blurry. Very blurry. <laughs> it, and also, I'm pretty sure it, the powder is a very trippy, trippy looking powder. It's um it's, super light. Yeah, it's very very light. If you blow on it, it will go everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of it, the whole positioning is on its power to absorb a lot, a lot, a lot of oil mm -hmm. and. Aerogel first got its claim to fame in more on the material science side because it creates this incredibly light but sturdy block. That's not its purpose here in cosmetic. It's more positioned as an oil, very, very effective oil absorber. But this is a classic material science journey for a lot of materials and how they end up in skincare. I don't know what to do with this, so I guess I'll put it in a cream. <laughs> yeah, there must be a function in your skincare. Anyways. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and the function here is oil absorbing powders that make chemists miserable. Hate Gloria. <laughs> and I hate you too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in terms of texture, you know, yeah, definitely it's worse than silica. Um, it's got, it's funny. It's, um, it's both oil absorbing yet leaves a really funky film on yes. skin. And so it's even for oily skin types, it's like least favorite just because it almost feels like it does a job, but it's uncomfortable, at least for me. And then, um, yeah, and that's paired with there's some silica in there. There's hydrated silica in here. So this is really geared towards those that are really trying to make sure they're not super shiny by the afternoon, which I can totally understand. But yeah, maybe. And it also has bentonite, I just realized. So. Yep. So that, It's got all the oil absorbers here. That with aerogel and it's a zinc formula. I'll be honest. Dermalogica, I haven't tried this, but I have no interest in trying this one. <laughs> It'll be a skip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So hopefully that gives you an idea of, you know, certain claims to look for in your sunscreens. In the next episode, we're actually going to talk about, you know, preparing for how to shop for good sunscreens, how to apply it correctly. And we feel like those would be the claims to really focus on here. Whereas these, we want to be able to kind of like read between the lines on some of these like active claims that are um, getting highlighted mm -hmm. and just want to remind everyone to make sure you're focused on, are you getting enough SPF? Does it give you an UVA claim? Yep. PA++ now is so popular. Um, so try to get those claims first. Love the texture, which we will we're going to demo. Yeah, or we're going to talk about later. Um, but other than that, um, that's really it for Decode That Claim. Yep. And we're going to wrap up this episode with some Q&As. All right. Question number one. Do you need a separate SPF around your eyes? Uh, no. Generally speaking, no. Uh, if, uh, if a sunscreen you're using is irritating to your eye area, 
you should probably just avoid it. It's it's simply not necessarily or it shouldn't be required for you to use a separate SPF around your eyes. Yeah, totally. I think sometimes, um, you know, funny enough, my dad has this issue with sunscreen is that uh, with thinner fluids by end of day, it can almost feel like sunscreen's kind of like dripping yeah. in this eye area. And if you wear contacts, you'll actually notice it'll get a kind cloud. of like flo- a little bit foggy. Mm. So we would say that's probably a, a scenario where maybe sunscreen is like incompatible for the eye area. And there could be like maybe drier textures to look for around there. Um, but I would say that's probably the one thing to think about. But otherwise, this actually leads into the second question. Number two, do you need SPF around your eyes if your regular glasses have UV protection? I have a story there. Yeah. I'm I was going to say uh, you still do, but go ahead, Gloria. Oh, yes. So um, <laughs> I was, let's just say, how do I describe it? myself in high school? I was a mega dork in high school. <laughs> I went to band camp. I was I too. The, I have these really. This is true confessions time. <laughs> yes. We are both hella dorky when we were kids. I wear metallic eyeglasses and I cut my own bangs. I was that cool. I was an orc dork. So that I think that already says enough. But anyways, yeah. Yep. So I will go to band camp during summer. Mm. And it's marching band. So we're out there for a long time. I have glasses at the time. Metallic room because it was so cool. And my parents, they're worried about my eyes getting worse. I got LASIK now since then. But at that time, they're like, well, you might as well get prescription lenses that also have UV protection. And so I, which by the way, at that day and age, or maybe it's just my particular um, glasses, it also had a shing to it that made me look extra tragic. But <laughs> long story short, after a summer of being outside in band camp, okay. I developed the most horrendous panda tan around Wait, it. How, how so? So first of all, I think because I was really sweaty, that it was outside, it was really hot and swampy. My glasses were always like, well, slide mm-hmm. down and it rubs off whatever sunscreen I may have mm-hmm. here, but because it's not staying in the same spot, so areas along this line will have more like pronounced exposure to to sun and nose and less sunscreen. So I have like these tan spots right on the ridge of my nose. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> and from... Uh, the glasses obviously only protect sunlight from a certain angle, but sun's coming at you from every angle when you're outside. So I also had a little bit of like underlying mm. here from where it was happened to have a little bit more protection based on my location. <laughs> it was it was awful. Under eye panda <laughs> tattoo. Yeah, and Got I'm it. very I'm very freckles prone, so I also mm. had a band of freckles right uh. here. <laughs> High school meet didn't have a chance. <laughs> I was going to say, I think for totally that reason, a lot of lenses, um, remember, UV is spectrum. So a lot of those lenses are not necessarily covered for the full spectrum of UV, which is why it is important to have SPF, especially around the eye area, yep. especially with, think of your lens as a magnifying lens, what happens when you put it under the sun, you know? So if you think of that, it's like, definitely. And again, when I was a kid, same thing. I used to have the glasses with the nose pads. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you'd have like those, for me, it was like the two nose pads and then it would slide, but it would be just those two nose pads <laughs> that would tan. So you'd have like two dots. <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like very dry 
tragic looking Asian kids with marks on their faces. <laughs> My friend's like, you look like your glasses giving you skin bars. <laughs> so me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so to we digress. <laughs> Consider wearing sunscreen under those sunglasses and um, under those eyeglasses. And then if you feel like it's sweaty and dirty, you know, makeup wipes can really help for reapplication, I feel like. Yep. Um, all right. Last question. <laughs> <Last> We've <laughs> gotten carried away here. All right. At Jane Musgrave, she asks, is retinol a lot stronger than retinol? We actually got this question from our now life section yes. when we pulled everyone. So good. Uh, but this is so good that we decide that we have to add it in the podcast too. But generally speaking, in theory, yes, it's stronger than retinol yeah. because it's higher up your retinoic acid pathway. Mm -hmm. But in actuality is still very formula dependent retinol totally. is notoriously unstable even more so than retinol which is already unstable and difficult to work with so with that said there's actually very little data around retinol for that reason yeah totally so just a refresher you know your retinoic acid is the one that's directly interacting with your retinoid receptors this is your tretinoin one step removed is your retinol one more step removed is your retinol with an O. So that's why people always think, well, I should be using retinol because that's even better than retinol. It's actually not really the case. Yeah. And it's I think the other thing that keep, people keep forgetting is that the retinol concentration has not been quite dialed in mm -hmm. as well as retinol, I feel mm -hmm. like. They are starting to encapsulate it. But if you notice, like people say, it's more gentle and I see results. It's like, because the percentage is like significantly less, you know, than yeah. probably the 0.5% retinol you're used to or even the 1%. So hopefully that gives you some context. And I think um, what Gloria, she brought up a really good point is if you're really happy with your retinol or if you're using tretinoin, there's no reason to like feel the need to immediately switch to this. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So that's it. Woohoo! We did it. Um, right. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, next week, it is all about sunscreens and getting us ready for the summer season, mm -hmm. which I think we're really excited about. But otherwise, Gloria, where can they find us? You can find us on our website at chemistconfessions.com. Comment directly on this video. Or you can DM us at ins on Instagram at chemist.confessions. And we'll see you guys next week. Enjoy, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.